Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Over the Top. It's Match Week 27, and guess what? Spurs still suck. This is Kyle, and I've got my man Justin here. What's up, guys? Spurs do suck, Kyle. Man, it's it's depressing. They're terrible. We're going to get to them in a little bit, but my God, I, I can't even tell the difference. If they weren't wearing Spurs jerseys, would you think they were West Ham? Mm, yeah, actually, that's a pretty good mm-hmm. comparison. Uh, wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're... They're bad. They're really bad. We'll get to it later, but I just figured it would kind of be fitting to just start out with, hey, what's up? Spurs suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, feeling. it's all that's on your mind right now. I know. I mean, episode three, Spurs, as we've talked about, there was so much hope for them going into the season with yeah. all the players that they had, but yeah. yep. quickly evaporated. Uh, Kyle, some great games this week. Yeah, yeah. A lot different from last week, wasn't it? Yeah, last week we were kind of grasping at straws a little bit, it felt like. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We had two kind of okay games. One really marquee game with the mm-hmm. Chelsea United game, but man, just littered. And I mean, some of yeah. them were big matchups. Some just, you know, just turned out to be great games like the Liverpool-West Ham game. Yeah, who would have thought, right? And I mean, I, I we might have gotten close once or twice, but I don't think there's any match this week that we want to shoot out into the stratosphere and just forget about forever. Uh, maybe close. one. Maybe we one. Close. Maybe, maybe two? Uh, yeah, two clo- close to two. One yeah. just had a spectacular goal that That's true. kept it from getting shot in outer space. But one just right. one team just drug it down, drug the other team down with it, <laughs> and so they got shot out. Uh, first game, though, that we're going to cover, Kyle. Leicester, Man City. Yeah, yeah. Very no, interesting game, wasn't it? It was, and there were tons of talking points, um, and I'm not going to go towards one of the talking points that's uh, on my mind because I, I insist can we play, can that we play, we're going to talk we about hang, the football. Can we play Hangman? I'm going to guess some letters in that talking point. Uh, all right, what you got? Uh, I'm going to guess the first one is V. Mm, okay, where are you going with this one? Is V in the topic that you're yes. talking about? Okay. Yeah, well, let's just end it there. We already know we're going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, this, this was an interesting game, a lot lower scoring than I ever oh, thought. Oh yeah. And you know, I thought it was going to be maybe three to two or three to one, two to four, whatever. But, um, some really interesting lineups in this one, wasn't it? Yeah. Very interesting. I think Lester, uh, to start with them, the losing team, they started with kind of a, a five in the back scenario right. there. Um, and I don't think they've done that all season. No. They, I mean, if they have, it's been one other time. But they had Soyonchu, Evans, and uh, Fuchs in the yeah, back. That's right. And with uh, still Chilwell and Pereira as like more of a wing back capacity mm-hmm. to get forward and provide the offense. But mm-hmm. I think the main takeaway, especially from the first time they played, was that Riyad Mahrez destroyed Ben Chilwell in the first matchup. Yeah, he really did. And so having that cover with Fuchs, excuse me, really helped uh, Mara's not you know tear them apart in yeah. this game. Yeah, even though he's an involved, he was involved at the goal. But um, yeah, you're totally right. And this is really interesting when I saw this team sheet because people always say that you know Brendan Rodgers isn't really good in big games. Um, you know he sticks to his system and he's kind of um, you know stubborn about it and sticks to it, but. First game all season, he's done a back five. He didn't have either of his holding center mids and plays Pratt, Tielemans, and Madison, and two strikers. Yeah, I mean, Ian um, who hasn't played a ton either. Yeah, but they, I mean, I thought they acquitted themselves pretty well. Uh, I know 
City probably dominated chances. It didn't seem like yeah. Leicester had a lot of chances in eighteen to ten. Yeah, City's right. favor. But um, before City scores the only goal in the game, pretty late in the game, maybe the eightieth minute. Eightieth minute. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Vardy hits the post at one point. Um, Got our best friend that made an impact on the game right. as well. Leicester should have clearly had a penalty. Um, and, um, you know, City got a penalty for the exact same thing, a handball in the box, blocking a shot. But, but Schmeichel um, saved it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, and at this point, how many penalties have City missed this season? I mean, why is Ederson... I, 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 let's, just, let's just unleash it. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Pep has already said that Ederson is the best penalty taker on the team. On record, he said it. On record, in front of media, in front of journalists, you name it. So why is make it happen? Why like, isn't he taking them? Okay, I think the main fear is if Ederson somehow misses or it's saved, right? Then it's just a long throw out and it's oh, breakaway city. But you just gotta tell Ederson top corner or nothing, right? I just feel like if any, I mean, of all the managers in the world, like. Pep is one of the managers that has balls. I'm surprised he hasn't done it. Mm, and, I mean, well, I've only seen, like, one keeper in the world ever take penalties, and that was that Brazilian keeper maybe 10 years ago. I don't even remember his name. But, you know, he scored, like, over 100 goals in his career because he's taken all the, all the damn penalties for Sao Paulo or whoever. But Ederson can do it. And I don't – anyway, it really wasn't that important in the game, in the grand scheme of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, Aguero got subbed off after missing that penalty. That's right. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, five minutes after he came on, scored the only goal. And that was all she wrote. Yeah, after some nice buildup from Mares. Mares was allowed to dribble over 50 yards, Kyle. Yeah. About. I mean, it was at least that. And it was weird because Lester, I thought, defended pretty well. The whole match. game until that specific play. Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, you got it, you got it, you got it kind of mm-hmm. kind of mentality. At least that's what it looked like from yeah. watching the replay again. Yeah, no one got stuck in for the challenge. I just feel like if Ndidi or especially Chowdhury were on the field, like somebody would have been taking Mahrez's ankles out for at least a yellow. Oh, yeah. Like you just got to stop that train from moving because it yep. was. I feel like no one was even within five yards of him at most of the time. Yeah, it was really weird and kind of unlike Leicester because they've been swarming at the ball all season, and you know Ndidi would have made a challenge and probably have won it, maybe fouled him. Chowdhury might have come in and like hit him at his knee and got well, a red card or something, red, <laughs> you know, but either way, they would have stopped him, and this game might have finished. No, no, especially with 10 minutes or 15 minutes left to go. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, overall, though, even though um, City came out on top on this one, I don't really feel any differently about either of these teams. I, I think, if anything, this just solidifies my idea that Leicester are legit. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they they deserve to be in third place. Agreed. I you know there's a gap from you know Liverpool, and then there's like another tier by themselves, and that's City. Right. And then if there's other teams in that same tier or not, Leicester are in the top of that tier just based on their consistency alone. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, maybe if we've seen great performances from Chelsea this season, so maybe if Chelsea plays great, then they could you know they look better than Leicester, but. There's zero consistency of that team. Oh, and Leicester, you know what you're getting. Yep. Pretty much every game. And they're good up top. They're good in the back, good in the midfield. They're solid, man. One thing to note with Leicester, Jamie Vardy is like at least a seven-goal game or seven-game drought without scoring a goal. So mm. 
interesting there. I don't see a huge issue going forward. He hit the post. Still looks dangerous against, I mean, a great city side who have Laporte back and look a little better than they did. But mm-hmm. uh, something to watch. But Lester's next five, Kyle, I mean, are a joke. Should I read them out to you or do you? Uh, Let's check them out. What do we got? We got away at Norwich. We got home against Aston Villa. Away at Watford. Home against Brighton and Hove Albion. Ugh. Away at Everton. So, I mean, Everton, the hardest game. Everton had plenty of time to fall apart before April 6th. That's true. Uh, or so get hot. So the next four are against teams that are in the bottom six of the Premier League table, Kyle. Uh, I mean, probably the four worst teams you could possibly think of other than maybe West Ham, and even then, West Ham, you never know what you're going to get. And right Bur- yeah, that's true. So yeah. those are the other teams in the bottom six. So, like, yeah, like, four of the bottom. I mean, that's the best. As we walk. said, they had a tough three stretch against Chelsea, Wolves, and City. Right. They tied Chelsea and Wolves, so yep. those teams couldn't get a leg up on them, you know, directly. So that helped, even though a win would have been better uh, and lost against City, but not disaster mode for them by any means for those three games yeah these three matches have really solidified their place in the top four and i it would take a colossal colossal shitstorm of a fall you know it would be epic if they didn't make it i don't see it happening what it would take is city the band getting overturned so city gets a spot and then somehow two teams of United and Chelsea and Wolves getting hot and overtaking mm-hmm. Leicester. Like, uh, that, even then, it seems like a long shot, right? Yeah, and I love how you didn't mention Spurs either. <laughs> well, we'll get to them. <laughs> uh, real quick, um, Sergio Aguero is, mm. what, 32 years old? Maybe 33 at this point? Um, <sighs> Sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I could be a little off just since checking, but... Um, yeah, this that's eventually someone that City will need to replace. Yeah, I mean and he's turning thirty two this year. Yeah, I guess it's not as old as I thought, but I mean he definitely. I feel like he can't play as regularly as he used to. Mm-hmm. That's an area that City will need to address eventually, and it gets me thinking. You know, Gabriel Jesus, he's still only about twenty two years old. He's young. Is he the answer for City moving forward? It's a tough question. He's definitely a starter for a very good team out there. Yeah, I think so too. But he is not a player that I think can play alone. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like, I don't think he's going to be creating all the chances and finishing all the chances that he can by himself, a la Harry Kane, a Robert Lewandowski type of player. He's a tier below them. Which is still a really good player, but you know you need another. You need a. You need those Raheem Sterling's or those Mohamed Salahs or Sadio Mane's with you to make you look good, type of thing. Um, so while I think yes, he can start for the team, City would still need another backup, really good striker to spell him, right. as well as good wide play. Yeah, I would almost think that. You know, I, I think he could play for City, but I think they'd need to change what they're doing. I don't think you can rely on Gabriel Jesus being the top scorer for a team if you're one of the best in the world. Uh, and City's got a lot of great wide attackers, and I would think they'd need a backup, but I think they need a wide attacker who is a goal scorer. And I don't think any of them are really pure goal scorers. I know last season Sterling scored a bunch, but I wouldn't bet on that happening no. over and over. 
you know, you'd look at, you know, you mentioned Sala. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who scores that many goals from wide or a Mane or, uh, I don't know, even a Griezmann or something. Yeah. I think a player like that could be a good foil for Gabriel Jesus, but alone, you know, I, I have to agree with you. I, I They'd need to change it up if he's a striker. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and quick mention for how bad VAR is. My God. If you haven't seen it, we promise we wouldn't mention it. Just go look up Kevin De Bruyne handball. Yikes. <laughs> I have my head in my hands right now, Kyle. It's so frustrating. Every week we have to mention this. Well, let's forget about it because there, you know, there's one other VAR moment uh, this whole weekend, but we're not even going to mention it. No. So let's move on to Arsenal-Leicester. We've got Arsenal 3. Wow, Arsenal-Leicester, wow. Arsenal 3, Everton 2. We're not going to edit that out. We're just going to leave that in. We're man. just going to leave it in. Let's do it. Yeah. Yikes. What a game. Yeah. No, it was a good game. And uh, I don't know. Arsenal in a nutshell under Arteta. You know, still trying to figure it all out. Oh, they're trying to figure out their identity. They're trying to figure out what they are. I mean, they've showed in the last two weeks. What was it? Last week they had like 35 passes, 11 players before yep. the goal. Trying to like that pep style. This week they had a couple really good goals. It was, doesn't it personify Arsenal though? They give up a goal that Calvert yep. Lewin bicycle ish mm-hmm. goal in the, in first, the first minute, minute. and then they score right. in the first minute after the second half. That's just kind of Arsenal. They're right all they're all over the place. They are. I mean, their mentality just doesn't really quite seem like it's all there. And I mean, they at least have energy now though. Oh, they do. They've got energy, but they can't seem to focus. It's not really cohesive, but oh, it is getting better. Especially defensively, Kyle. Oh yeah. Good god. I mean, well, whenever you have Mustafi and Mustafi is the one who's playing well in defense, that's a problem. I mean, you have New Year New Mustafi though. You've seen that blonde style yeah. uh, hair though. Come on. Yeah, dude. Look at that. Oh my god. Uh yeah, I mean, you love I mean, even Pepe now over this past 2 weeks been involved in four goals. Yeah. You know, people still, the Twitter trolls out there are still saying, why are we playing Pepe? But, I mean, I think he's deserved it. I think why? he looks creative. I don't know. Arsenal fan TV is the worst, and they're fan. Again, the most toxic fan base ever. You have something good and kind of positive going for you with a lot of good young players, and you're still negative? I mean, come on. Pepe will come good. That guy clearly, that dude clearly has some talent. It's raw talent, for sure. Yeah, well, even then. like I mean, some of it's not. Yeah, totally. Not. Totally. He's not a fully polished player, but it's not like he's totally raw. It's sure. not like a Triore for Wolves, who's even mm. more raw. Yeah. You know, but um, great young players. Ozil's playing well now. Yeah, I mean, Ozil and Ceballos, the last two games, playing with each other, which is yeah, that, crazy. That that brings up a good point. This lineup was really interesting. Yeah. Um, Eddie and Ketia over... Lacazette and Lacazette top. had scored the last game, which is very interesting. Uh, based on my fantasy lineup, I thought he would start this game, but he did not. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because he's playing. Aubameyang is still playing wide, so it's not like he's taking. They're like shifting the lineup, yep. and there's no room for Lacazette. He's directly replacing him, and he scored a goal. Yeah, he scored a goal. It's pretty weird, and it's the kind of goal that Lacazette doesn't score a lot of. The ones where he's just in the right place. That they're, I, like, I think Lagazette's a great player. Yes. But I don't think he's a goal scorer. He's more of like, he plays nice, people play off of him, he has nice touch. But Nketiah was just in the right place at the right time. Tucked it home from uh, Sokka, who we'll get to in a second, from a really nice pass. Um, 
And then also in this lineup, you've got Ozil and Danny Ceballos playing in the same team with Xhaka as the holding center mid. Xhaka is the only center mid. I mean, we were shitting on him earlier this season, as was everyone in the world, essentially. And I still will. And saying Lucas Torreira and Guendouzi even were better. But hey, I I mean, they're leaking goals, but they're scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Xhaka's at... You know, the one who can be credited to that. But I don't think he's been at fault for any of these goals, though, you know, to be fair to him. But I. I a lot of defensive I, marking issues. Yeah, I, I, I still have issues with, with Xhaka and, you know, David Luiz's mistake. And Mustafi. Mustafi's Mustafi. But um, again, great young players, though, because uh, Kolasinac got an injury maybe 10 minutes into the match, 15. About 20 minutes into the match. And Saka, who's been great lately, came on and. 18-year-old left back, young English talent. I mean, his contract expires at the end of next season, Kyle, but Arsenal looked like a different team after he came on. Yeah, I mean, it really did. That's how this entire month has gone. I mean, what was it, last match week when he hit that one dude with the Meg and that was a beautiful assist? I mean, this kid is really good. He's got something there. And, you know, he's still, you know, he's very... For a defender, he's a little thin. He's fast. He's not, you know, you wouldn't think of the typical He'll get defender more style, right? right? I'm just worried Arsenal's going to lose him. Yeah, that, hey, that's fair. If you're a young I mean, player, now with all these German teams wanting to get young English talent, you know, they'll be looking at him. I mean, you got Kieran Tierney on Arsenal. Way too much competition. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, oh, man. Speaking of jokes, Everton. Oh, I tried to let that sink kinda, in for a second. It's kind of harsh. Yeah, that was that was that was a little kind of harsh. harsh. That was harsh. Everton haven't been that bad. <laughs> They've gotten better. They've gotten better. Still lost. Richarlison and Calvert Lewin. It feels like a lot goes through them, and they're asked they're asked to do a ton of work for Everton. Um, and they both produced with goals. I mean, Calvert Lewin, as we mentioned earlier, scored that one first minute bicycle ish goal, which was great. Yeah, I've been really surprised by Calvert-Lewin this season. I'm kind of surprised how bad Everton's defense has been. Yeah. They have some good players. I mean, you would think (sighs) Yerry Mina, you know, by Barcelona, but how how good is he? Mason Holgate has, I mean, he's young, but he showed some promising form, right? Well, he's been the one out of, they they have three potentially really good center backs, and he Mason Holgate's been the one that's really Keen stood out. Keane has been a little disappointing, I think. Like yeah, based totally. off of the hype that he had, right? It's all based off expectations. And I think he only had hype because he was a former United player mm-hmm. playing in a Sean Dyche at Burnley system, and that kind of you know suddenly that makes you worth thirty forty million pounds or whatever, but. I don't really know how good any of their defenders are, except Mason Holgate, though. Really Sadibe had great moments, but also had terrible moments in this yeah. game. And then uh, Leighton Baines is just old. I mean, Lucas Inye is clearly better, but, you know. Was he hurt? Yeah, he, just, he wasn't eligible for yeah. this game. So Baines still kind of has it, though. But, I mean, but, yeah, you're right. He's, what, 35, 36 yeah, years he's, old. He's I And I don't, you know, looking at this Everton lineup, Delph and Schneiderlin, Especially Schneiderlin. That's a bigger one. I mean, they're total has-beens. I think you can still get something out of Delph. You mentioned Sigurdsson offline. Uh, no, he was what's, terrible. what's been up with Sigurdsson these last couple of seasons? I don't know. Everton? Former Swansea great. He's just like, he's not hitting some of the basic passes it's that he used really to. Weird. Like He was like threading some balls. Like He was, used to be like a poor man's Kevin DeBrowna. Yep. Now it's yeah. just, I don't know what he is. Who, who scored bangers. Yeah. Like regularly. 
It's just kind of and a then, sh- shell of himself. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then Alex Awobi, I still... I, I mean, you know, I'm a Tottenham guy, so oh. I still don't think he's really that good at all. But, you know, looking at this lineup, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are the whole team. Yeah, I mean, you have Moise Keane off the bench, which he's still really young, so... He is, I'm he not going to write him off or anything. But uh, there was some inspiration that came off of the bench. I can't believe this dude played... Andre Gomez. He's back, baby. And he looked, did he even look good? He looked one of their best players. He was pulling the Quality. strings in the middle. I Quality. think he, uh, did he bag an assist? Or, no, he almost did. He, did he, almost had, a, he had a great yeah. through ball for, uh, I can't really remember who it was. But, yeah, Andre Gomez looking good four months after that horrible, horrible leg break against. Horrible injury. Yeah. Right, right. Um, like, how do you come back from that after four months? I, I, know, I, I literally I mean, don't understand. Not playing, I mean, even for even if he didn't not play, but, like, he was fantastic. He was great. I mean, he's just silky. You can tell. I know he was a total flop at Barcelona, but uh, you can tell he's got that Barcelona silkiness and just natural ball player, you know, kind of aesthetic to him. Oh, totally. And he would be a starter for Tottenham, in my opinion. The team yeah. Let's get to One last thing before we leave Everton. Jordan Pickford, Kyle, is he the man for England? Is he the answer? No, I, I, I know English. The English pundits and the media seem to think so. If I was a defender and I played in front of Jordan Pickford, I would never feel confident that homeboy would not like have a colossal screw up at any point. You know, he just he doesn't fill me with confidence. He can make good plays. You know, his distribution is decent. Uh, you know, he has pretty good reflexes, but he's kind of erratic. He's kind yeah. of all over the place. He can make like a, like you said, he can make good saves, but just leaks in some crap goals sometimes or yeah, doesn't he, make that save that most goalies would make. That makes up for it. Yeah. You know, like you look at a De Gea and Yoris and they make a lot of mistakes. Even Neuer, but they also make great saves. Oh, How fantastic. many great saves does does Pickford make I nothing, don't know. nothing on the highlight reels like Yoris or especially De Gea have so right I mean and even just like his general play like he's not super strong on crosses he just you know if I was a defender he wouldn't fill me with confidence and is he the answer for England no I like Burnley's keeper Nick Pope more yeah, honestly he's better I mean he's huge too so he's like at, at worst he's a wall you know what I mean like you think Nick Pope gets to start in the Euros no who is it? I don't. I think Pickford. Oof. I think England has this weird thing where they love to start the bigger name. I don't know. You think Deli Ali gets the start in Euros? Not. Th- oof. I think he gets in the team, and I think he plays a lot. Which I wouldn't play him a lot over Grealish and Madison. But I think you know. I bet he starts half the games. So what? Is, you know. There's your answer. What does that say? Getting into our last game, Kyle. Chelsea and Spurs. Do we have to? We have to. We have to do it. And let's start with Chelsea to make the pain. I mean, of course, we got to start with Chelsea. We got to start with Chelsea. Giroud gets the gets the nod, Kyle, and scores a goal. Yeah, for almost the first time this season, Giroud is in the starting lineup. I think you know Batshuayi's performance last week for Chelsea will probably way too many open shots. I mean, if any performance was ever gonna make. Frank Lampard think, wait, maybe I should give Giroud a chance. Not, it was that not even in the 18, Kyle. Batshuayi wasn't. Mm. I, I didn't even realize that, honestly. Even Kepa's still in the 18. Yikes. Yeah. He, 
I mean, you can't be surprised, though. No. Can't be surprised. Unfortunately for him. And Giroud seemed to kind of, like, easily handle Spurs' center, like, four center backs that they had. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But to me, Chelsea totally dominated this match. Like, they did, even front, though possession was pretty even. Which is really weird because it didn't feel that mm-hmm. way to me that the possession was sort of equal. To me, it seemed like Spurs were hanging on hoping that it'd be a one-goal match in the last 15 minutes so they could do a smash-and-grab. Classic Mourinho. Yep. But this team's defense is not good enough for that. And, you know, Chelsea were dangerous. They were. They had some dangerous players, and I think Spurs struggled to handle their uh, wingbacks. Yeah, speaking of wingbacks, Kyle, Chelsea deployed this newish system that they've done recently of this 3-4-3, 5-3-2, however you want to call it. but The Antonio Conte's Chelsea, basically, with different players. But with even still, like, one striker. So it was kind of a weird formation where they had Rudiger, Christensen, Azpilicueta. Then you have Alonso and Reese James as the wingbacks. And then you have Jorginho, Kovacic, Barkley, and Mount as, like, these four midfield wide i don't even know what to classify it it's kind of a weird yeah roman yeah. gnome system with Giroud is like clearly the out and out striker but yeah i mean he was a target man and this is clearly what spurs are missing kind of even like if a five, he's not a five four one christmas tree-ish yeah yeah formation. yeah you're kind of right and even if Giroud wasn't scoring you know he was holding up the play and players were like playing off of him but yeah lampard kind of has done this five at the back thing recently but thought it was really interesting that he played with both Mount and Barkley as the wide attackers. That was neither wingers. I mean, I guess Mount could play that, but he's, he's more of an not, He's a cam. Yeah. Come on, he's attacking center mid. Um, Marcus Alonso getting minutes. Uh, I've, I'm continuing to be impressed by Reese James, what, 19- to 20-year-old mm-hmm. Chelsea uh, Academy product. Um, but I felt like Chelsea just played Spurs off the park what 17 shots for Chelsea five shots for Spurs yep and possession for Spurs at 51 percent so that means they're just not making that much of their possession at all no and what I remember from this match I mean it was really early on the west coast so like I was probably a little foggy but I felt like Spurs all they're trying to do was like play long yeah it was Toby and Vertonghen just Instead of looking at the easy option short, they just tried to boot it long. And every here's time. who they're playing long to. I mean, they have like five at the back, four center backs, as you mentioned. They have Harry Winks, La Celso, Mora, or Lucas, Tangay, and Dombele, and Bergwijn. Like, those are who you're playing long to. That's not a, it's not a lineup that screams play long. Yeah, I mean, sure, a lot of them are pacey, or at least Bergwijn and Lucas are. But usually when you play long, you want a tall. Target man. Yeah. I am not so hot on Delhi. Even Delhi could, I think, I think do that because he's pretty big. He and is. he's decent at, like, playing in the air. But, um, yeah, it, this was just – this didn't make any sense from a Spurs perspective for me. And then for Chelsea, there was clearly a target, a goal, like an ethos for this team. And Spurs are just totally disjointed. I mean, They're it really contrasts. They're in shambles, and it is – February 25th, 2019, or 2019, 2020. It's a sad day, Kyle, because today is the day I pronounce... We're, we're making it official. I pronounce Tottenham Hotspur Football Club of North London <laughs> officially dead, Kyle. It's a sad day. Any thoughts? When you say officially dead, what do you mean? <laughs> Come on, man. 
I mean that they will not finish top five in the English Premier League this season. And it's it's weird that regardless of City finish, yeah, where they are. I mean, I think they still have enough of a setup to eventually in future years get back there. But it's crazy because two weeks ago, two, weeks two ago, match weeks ago, I said I firmly said Spurs are finishing in Champions League. They're finishing in fourth. It like without the whole Manchester How City wrong band. How are you? That was also before Son's injury. Oh, and, one player. And, and I know, I know. I think Mourinho's totally making excuses, and it pisses me off. But not only do you have your goal scorer and captain and leader out, you have your X Factor out, and then you have Mourinho bitching about not having the players. That's never going to work. Let's talk about a good prediction uh, to toot my own horn here. As, er, Kepa. How long have I saying he's just not good enough for Chelsea? I mean, if you really want me to like play along with your game here, you were the first person that I heard say ever they need to drop Chelsea, uh, Kepa. Yeah, and I've got a group chat with some soccer buddies from high school, and none of they're all kind of bitching about Ch- Kepa, and they're thinking, oh, he's a little buzzy, and oh, you know, the thing with Sorry last year pissed me off, which I thought was crazy, where no, he refused to come up. Crazy situation, but sure. yeah. We found out that he had the lowest save percentage in the entire league. Never looked convincing all season. Made a couple mistakes. And yeah, you're right. A month ago, you said he needs to be dropped. And when he was first dropped maybe three weeks ago, I, he hasn't even come back. No. Not no, once. It, not it, in the Champions League. Not in the league. It's a, it's, a, it's a move that Lampard did intentionally, but you know you can't come back from that. It's not like... A flip flop situation. It's not even the same situation with Sorry last year. It's clearly like once I drop you, you are done. Yeah, you are dead to me. You're yeah. you're done to this club. Walk out at the end of the season. Yeah, it's interesting because I was reading that, you know, Chelsea were looking at, you know, which keepers to sign in the summer. They wanted to sign a keeper, but the fact that Lampard in February is being this firm, honestly, I'm. I'm pretty early. impressed. It's a little early than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it's early. I'm kind of impressed by it yeah. though, because to me, this is like the side of Lampard that you never see as a player, where he's just got the balls to just be an asshole, and you kind of need that. He, he's kind of saying like, "Hey, not my keeper." Yeah, you can You need that because if Pochettino could ever be criticized, is that he was always too nice sometimes, and like, sure, I'd rather have him than over Mourinho. Are you kidding me? But like, you need to like really put your balls on the table sometimes and be like, you're not playing here, Keppa, and you're never going to pull that shit with me that you pulled a sorry. And I got to give him credit. You know what I mean? And it's not like Caballero's been terrible, but it's not like Caballero's convinced them that he's the Oh, it's not he's like the he's answer. the long-term answer. They definitely need to find out. He's definitely a second-string keeper, but that just shows you their confidence in Keppa is so low. Right. And for them to have to do this when, you know, Chelsea are really in that dogfight for Champions League places. Oh, totally. Now, and they're choosing to do that now? Really interesting. That says it all. Really Let's, interesting. Should we get into rapid fire? Let's do it. Kyle, crazy game. Liverpool 3, West Ham 2. And truly an amazing game. Yeah, who, who would have thought that West Ham would not only score... Two goals against Liverpool, not only pushed them, but they should have scored some more goals. They had some great chances. Yeah, they did. Uh, kind of crazy considering they only had seven shots, but my goodness. But they were really good chances and pretty clear opportunities. And this was a game that 
it's so crazy after what we've watched all season with Liverpool. This was a game where they were totally up for the taking. They did yep. not look that good. They no. looked pretty ass. I mean, despite their 69% possession and 25 shots, they were, as you said, they were there for the taking. They're kind of, especially the first half, a little off it. I mean, they scored yeah. early. They allowed the equalizer right away. West Ham scored early in the second half. It's like, oh, my God, West yeah. Ham's up 2-1. to one. Like right, then Liverpool the cra- for sure dropping points, right. at least, this game, which they've only done once all season, which is pretty crazy in itself. But And then Mohamed Salah scores. Sadio Mane scores 3-2 Liverpool. It's what they do. They win, and it's over. Yeah, no, they, they find a way. Um, Got to say, though, that second goal Liverpool scored, what a howler from Lucas Fabianski, which, like— Which I love inherently, but that's too bad. He's recently come back. I mean, of all the bottom teams, he's the best keeper down there. And I mean, he, Pepe Reina, you could argue as well. But I mean, even uh, as, a, yeah, as a neutral yeah, party. No, that's, yeah. yeah, but, um, you know, Fabianski is like one of their best players, and he total howler, and it's a shame. And sure, some people say Liverpool get lucky and they've gotten some of these howlers all season. I'm not having any of that. I mean, dude. you don't. They're you don't, by far the best. You don't team. have 26 wins in one draw if you're like, I'm sorry, like it's ridiculous. On. And they should be compared to City two years ago. To, oh yeah. To the Invincibles. The Invincibles to, had 12 draws. To, to the 99 uh, treble winners of United, who they have as after this match week, Liverpool has scored as many, has earned as many points. As that 99 treble winning team. Yes. And it's only February. And they've matched the win total of the Invincibles. Yep. Think about that. Yeah, I think even if they lose, you know, if they lose two or three games, maybe we'll, it'll be a different conversation. If they lose one game, they're still better than me to me than the Invincibles. Oh, yeah, they would win. I mean, the Invincibles are great, but 12 draws that season. Come on. You know? Come on. Yep. Wolves 3, Norwich nil. Kyle, Norwich. Yikes. They're doomed, man. I mean... Uh, Can we pronounce them dead, too, as of February 25th, 2020? Are they they dead in the league? For me, if I was going to look at the entire league, all 20 teams, and if one team was just... I was 100% sure they were doomed... It's Norwich. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're... And I've known since December. They just don't have enough. They don't have enough. They didn't buy enough. Well, I like their coach. I like like what they try to do. I just don't think they have it. They leak a lot of goals. Yep. Yeah, I mean, their schedule is decently easy throughout the rest of the stretch. But, and they'll then. pick up a few points here and there, but sure. I just I just think they've dug themselves too deep. Yeah, I mean, they might not it's not it's, it's not a Huddersfield situation or anything. They're definitely no. not that bad, but no, it's, it's going to be really tough for them. It's not like they clearly don't belong in the Premier League, sure. but... Uh, you know, they play a nice style with a nice coach, but I, th- I, they don't have that many Premier League players. I, I see them going down, the manager staying on, a lot of the players staying on. They have a chance to get back uh, next season. Next five, home Leicester, away Sheffield, home Southampton, home Everton, away Arsenal. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Wolves, on the other hand, they're in the, they're in the race. I think Wolves have a better chance at finishing in the Champions League places than Spurs do. Oh, for sure. We pronounce Spurs dead. It's over. I, and, and Wolves are not dead. No. I didn't even even, even did. with their Europa League uh, schedule going on, oh, I they, mean... I mean, let's just talk. We don't cover Europa League on this podcast. But they dusted Espanol. Oh, my goodness. Who's in last place in La Liga? You I mean, say. you have to say, but they still just thrashed them. It wasn't even yeah, close. Easy. Diogo Jota hat trick. 
And, and so right today, off of the back of that hat trick in the Europa League, he had two goals. Two goals. Five goals in one week. What it's a week for him. Week. And, you know, he had a great season last year. He's finally now getting going. If they can get Jimenez, Traore, and Jota at the same time going, and think that's who you have off the bench of po- or the bench of Podence and Neto. Like yeah. that's not. Yeah, we've hardly seen anything mm-hmm. from Podence, and you know the fact that they have enough depth to give Podence time. And you know, I saw him kind of tear up Spurs for Olympiacos. Dude has pace; he can mm-hmm. take people on. Neto is like twenty years old, mm-hmm. really good two footed player. God, this, they, they've got a good team, this man. This Portugal contingent on, on Wolves it's is crazy. crazy. It really is crazy. Um, but, you know, they've got some good English players as well. So, yeah. good side. United 3, Watford nil. I mean, Martial's goal. Good God. Yeah. I let's, mean, we've, let's we've, start we've off. shot on him, but, like, give him a little. Yeah, that was. That was. That goal was deserving of a hot sauce award. Oh, yeah. You know, we. Is that your hot sauce award of the week? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 it has to be. Come oh on. yeah, come on, come on. That was nasty. He was playing with them, and that kind of play pisses people off sometimes. They think it's arrogant. Oh, you, come on, it's fun. You gotta have that, and uh, that he just made Foster look stupid. I mean, despite that though, I mean, he was still wasn't my man of the match, Kyle. No, Bruno Br- Fernandez. He got like, if you could just inject a quality that's one and a half times of anyone on that United pitch, it's Bruno Fernandez. Like he looks like their best player already. Already. I mean, the only player on that whole entire United squad that if they play well could be better than Fernandez is probably Pogba. But oh. we all know how that's gone all Haven't season. Haven't seen that in For a while. years, you know. Mm-hmm. Fernandez has come in three matches. He's been there for, what, like two or three weeks. He already wants the ball every time. He, he wanted to take the penalty. He earned the penalty. He he's acting like he's got the balls, like the big man in around, and that honestly that shows a lot of character. Yeah, I like Bruno. He's Fernandez, a leader. Man. He's good. He's really good. And uh, we they, don't we don't have to go to Spurs, do we? But Jesus, they, what they, could have been? Well, goodness. And I mean, how not, many players can Spurs say that about over the years? I mean, United, but we were ready to essentially, and we kind of half acidly did pronounce them dead, but. Kyle, they're in fifth place right now, three points behind Chelsea. Better goal difference if if City are ruled ineligible for the Champions League. They're in fourth position right now. Yep. They have a shot. They have a real, real shot at this. Yeah, no, I mean, not only do they have a shot, but I'd now back them for Champions League places. Wow. As much as I, you know, I you can, like, hear the disdain in my voice. But if, they, if City are ruled ineligible, if not, then it's a real race with Chelsea. Yeah, well, even if City aren't banned, dude, I, I think Chelsea's vulnerable, man. Sure. And I think United has a chance to get there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a weird one because I think Ollie's been pretty terrible all year. Yeah. And United's not been good all year. But they're in it, and they're not dead. Spurs are dead. United are not dead. United next four at Everton, home at City, away at Spurs, home Sheffield. Not an easy four. Mm-mm. Don't forget about a uh, way to Brighton. Oh, <laughs> oh God! No, not no. It's not easy. Um, but as we've seen all all season, United are best when they play the big teams, and they invite the pressure on and hit them on the break. So, uh, I mean, I of course I don't know if that'll happen again these next few games, but I'm pretty hopeful that United will probably get 
Maybe two, at not, least two results out of those. Yeah, I mean, I don't love them against Sheffield. No. Um, don't love them against Everton either. It's true. Well, and then there's City. Well, I'd actually, I think they have a better, chance, better against chance against City, against City yeah. than Sheffield. And then Spurs, let's not even talk about that. Watford, Kyle, we've we've still back, we've backed them all season to stay up, even in their, their terrible, disdainful, awful start. Yeah, like the first five months were just brutal, and they went they're through like three nine. managers. Uh, they're still they're tied for 18th. They're 19th right now, one point from safety. Kyle, I'm crazy. I still think they're gonna survive. It's how long have we been saying that? Though? Uh, way too long. It's we we've been saying like, oh, Wofford are finally gonna turn it around. They're gonna be here. They got good enough players, and they did turn around for like four games, <laughs> and now they're back to being. Butt cheeks. Uh, this was a really terrible performance, man. Yeah, they were bad. Really, it's not bad. like United are great. They've got mm-hmm. an, one quality player now, and Martial can do something every now and then. But not looking good for Watford. Are they going to bring back uh, Kike Sanchez Flores for God, the third I time? It. I want it. Oh man, have you, there has never been a team that's had four managers one year. I mean, no. I, I no no way. I didn't I no didn't way. fact check this before, but it that seems impossible to me. Uh, next five for Watford, home Liverpool, away Crystal Palace, home Leicester, away Burnley, home Southampton. I mean, there are points in there. Crystal Palace haven't been great, but... But there's such a curveball. I yeah. mean, what what I mean, can you expect? I don't know. Burnley three, Bournemouth nil, Kyle. Burnley. Yeah. They're safe. Burnley's no safe. Doubt. I don't really know what else to say about Burnley. Uh, because to me, the story of this game is Burnmouth. Yeah, dude, I I worry for Burnmouth and I worry for Eddie Howe. They've been in the Premier League for about five years, which is now. weird because I feel like they have. I mean, if you just think about Harry Wilson, Josh King, I feel like Callum Wilson. I feel like they have good players. Yeah. No, yeah, they. I mean, phrase I, like you. Well, would I think, think they have decent players. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I don't really think no, they've got... Ake right You know, now. I think Jefferson Lerma's pretty good. Ake's good, but... I mean, I, Ake hasn't played. But. I mean, he's had some injury problems all season. Should we just run through Bournemouth's remaining schedule? Yeah, like, not only the are they playing... Season. Not only are they playing badly, but this is what they got coming up. Home Chelsea, away Liverpool. So, I mean, that's obviously bad. Home yep. Crystal Palace, away Wolves. Home Newcastle. Okay. Hey. Away United, home Spurs, home Leicester... Away City, home Southampton, away Everton. Kyle, that's that's brutal. You don't have any. I mean, besides Newcastle, like the, all basically top ten sides in there. Yep, yep. It's brutal, and you know I had hope for Bournemouth even up to last week, but I think I think it's trouble. I think it's real trouble for Bournemouth right now. Yeah, I'm really close to saying they're doomed. Yeah, like they're finalized. And they're not even in the relegation zone as of this second, but I they still... haven't been in the relegation zone no. all season. But people have been saying they're worried about Burnmouth. What worries me the most is they're. It looks like they're at the end of the cycle that these smaller Premier League teams, the small grounds, kind of do. They they were on them been in the league for what five years. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a lot of great players. Now they're kind of light. Have a lot of injuries. Eddie Howe seems kind of like sad and like he wants another challenge which i think he deserves um yeah it's not looking good man and their remaining schedule brutal brutal crystal palace one newcastle nil hey i mean the only there's only one thing to talk about in this game right good goal good goal 
Patrick Van Anhalt. That's right, from a free kick. I was thinking this was a game that we wanted to just shoot off into the stratosphere and forget about forever, Uh, but that was a pretty nice goal, so hey, got to give him a shout-out for that. Lazaro, really stupid red card at the very end of this game. He's going to be out some matches. Insert Yedlin. That's right. Where's he, where's he been all year? I mean, I know yeah, he struggled he with so injuries, many, but... So many injury problems. It's terrible. I Southampton, just... Kyle. Yeah. The resurgence of Southampton. 2-0 over Aston Villa. It's Man, it's it's crazy because I don't think their manager, Hassan Hoodle, will get any credit at the end of this year because people talk about Jurgen Klopp and Chris Wilder at Sheffield, but to take a team that got shat on 9-0 at home... Mm-hmm. And to turn it around like Southampton have turned it around, I mean, they're defending well, but the first thing that, first time in maybe years that they're attacking well, yeah. they look dangerous, they're a unit. I mean... And Kyle, they were, and it wasn't just, I mean, that 9-0 is just massive They're loss, in the relegation but zone. But they they were losing some other games pretty big too. Yep. Not obviously to that extent, but there's some three goal losses as well. But to climb back, they're in 12th. They're safe. I, I think they're safe easily I, yeah, going totally. forward. I know they only have 34 points, and only they haven't gotten to that 40-point mark. But I mean, next five, at West Ham, home Newcastle, away Norwich, home Arsenal, away Watford. I mean, come on, there's Time, points there. Every single game, there's, there's an there. opportunity. Yeah. Every single game. So they're safe. Call it locked and loaded. Yep. We'll see you in the Premier League next yeah, season. Yeah, and that's one of those teams where I could see them doing some nice things next season if they invest I don't see them losing. I mean, they could lose Ings, which would be really bad. But, like, you know, there's a good spine there. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a team that could be uh, – they could be comfortably mid-table next season, not even have to worry about relegation zone. Kyle, in the weekly game that we want to blast into outer space, Sheffield won, Brighton won. And really, it's really hard on Sheffield because they kind of got drugged down by Brighton's ass- acidness. Um, but that's just what we got. I don't really have anything to say. Brighton had 67%, or sorry, Sheffield had 67% possession in this game. That is crazy, man. They're, they're so impressive. I mean, Brighton suck. Brighton sucks. It's a really disappointing result for Sheffield at the end of the day. No, it is. It is. And, you know, we, we just want to see the end of Brighton, uh, which brings it, you know, I mean, Which they, makes me they, think, do they, you think Brighton are done and dusted or what? Oh, no, no, no. They're in the relegation scrap till the end. I mean, they've they've really been bad. I mean, they play down. So this they haven't, they've had four draws in their last five. And not against good teams. So they tied Aston Villa. They lost to Bournemouth, who we just discussed is doomed. They tied West Ham, tied Watford, and tied, South, or tied Sheffield. And Sheffield's the best team they played, and Sheffield right. kind of dominated that game. But it's not like they've been playing world beaters lately. No. Next five, home at Crystal Palace, away Wolves, home Arsenal, away Leicester, home Man United. That's It's getting way tougher for them. And yeah. I think they're in it. I think they're in the scrap. I Somehow they'll survive, but they're definitely in the scrap. Yeah, even then, I, I, I don't know. I mean... If they survive, they will barely survive. And it'll have to take some terrible performance. It would take, like, a colossal fuck-up from, like, West Ham, for example. Oh, but you definitely can see it, though. Oh, I could see it. I could see them all getting relegated, honestly. I mean, Villa aren't very good either. I mean, there's a lot of teams down there. The relegation battle this year, Villa, really interesting. Villa's in trouble, I have to say. Um, if if I had to pick a third team, but they're... I mean, West Ham are in it, Villa are in it. 
Brighton. Brighton. I think Norwich are doomed. Norwich are doomed. I think Bournemouth is doomed, unfortunately. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, I, I could see this being one of those years where a team that is worse, let's say, one of the worst teams in the league could stay up if they are more solid, whereas more teams that have more talent like are just... A la West Ham. And Burnmouth are just in a bad, bad way. You know what I mean? So... I could see one of these really bad teams staying up in place of a team that's been in the Premier League for a long time. I know you'd love to see West Ham relegated. Oh, I would. I'm tired of them blowing their bubbles before games and shit and thinking, you know, making DVDs when they beat Tottenham, which is a joke. Come on, let's be honest. Kyle, we're going to be back for a Champions League podcast later in the week. We're going to back to back, baby. uh, City Madrid. We're looking forward to that game. That should be really good. We got Chelsea Bayern. We're going to review the previous matches of Spurs and Leipzig and Mm -hmm. Liverpool and Atletico. Some crazy matches there. Uh, So we'll see you later in the week for Justin or for Kyle. Jesus, I forgot my name. I'm thinking this is 48 minutes in. I don't care anymore. For Kyle, (laughs) I'm Justin. We'll see you later. Later, guys.